We hope you enjoy this message and that it encourages and inspires you. For more information, head to lifepointwithanee.org.au. Oh, youth camp. Hey. Hey. What can I say? I was young enough to go. Yeah, okay, I was a speaker. Come on. Cut me some slack. Do you know what, though? I'm looking at the lives of these kids. And do you know what's going through in my head? And I, I wish it was this, you know, super awesome, godly thing. And I'm thinking, I don't want to get left behind. I don't want to get left behind on what God is doing in these kids. Because you, you watch them on the weekend, like one would fire up, then two would fire up, three would fire up, four would fire up. And all of them started to display the attributes of God in teenagers. And you know what they do? They don't have the same filters we do of what's proper. They just throw their arms in the air, yell and carry on. It's awesome. And you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm watching that and I'm thinking, I don't want to get left behind in this. There's a fire in their bones that's beginning to erupt. And I realized at that point, I got soft, not just around the middle, <laughs> but I've got soft in the spirit. I've let stuff begin to slide. What would happen if what the youth had, our entire church had? Hey, what do you think would happen? It's a thing called revival, isn't it? where God's people get God's point all at the same time. And they begin to press in. My question to you, church, this morning is, what will you fight for? Because we fight for everything in our lives, don't we? We fight to get ahead, we fight to make money, we fight for education. But what about that fire in our bones? What about the one that transforms us? I'm a bit excited from youth camp. I've had a good week. You know, Matthew eleven twelve says, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven has been forcefully advancing and forceful men lay hold of it. Because 2000 years ago, Jesus came to rock the world, to tear down strongholds, to release people's hearts. We look around the world now and we've never seen such persecution. People are being killed by the tens of thousands for owning the name of Jesus. My biggest beef in the last few weeks was I didn't get a park. And yet here's these people grabbing hold of all who God is and realising life with Him is the only thing that makes sense the only thing that can bring hope, healing, freedom. And then I realized, what's the problem? Why don't I get this? Why don't I understand? And I begin to realize as I'm praying that my vision's wrong. It's time to change what I actually look at to start to change my vision away from myself. How many times do we look at me? 
We have a society obsessed with self-help books, don't we? We have a society that says, keep looking in, keep looking in. And yet we have a God who says, begin to look out. One that says, I have empowered you so you can bring freedom, hope, holiness, transformation. Because you look at yourself and you only see your failures, your weaknesses, and think God couldn't possibly use me. Moses in Exodus 3.11 says, says, who am I? When God said go. Exodus 4.10, he says, Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since. And God says, I sent you whether you can speak or not. Saul, he says, but I'm, am I not a Benjamite from the smallest tribe? And then you've got Gideon who said, but Lord Gideon asked, how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh and I am the least in my family. Did you know that God knows you can't do it? It didn't take him by surprise. When he put me together, he said, Neil, you can't do this on your own and that's how I made you. Begin to realize that looking in is just gonna hold you back. That looking in is going to cast and sow doubt into who you are. Begin to look out. And then he said, and get your eyes off the fear of people. Begin to share what's in you. Because sometimes we think, oh, they're gonna get me. Do you know in this country, the worst that will happen to you is people will laugh at you. Oh, that hurts so bad. Oh, they chuckled. I feel deeply wounded. In this country, you do not get killed for your faith. You may somewhere else in the world, but what will you fight for? Because if you've been transformed, if there is a fire in your bones, people can see it in your eyes. They can hear it in your heart. Start to turn it towards God, towards who He is. Is He the King of Kings or isn't He? Is He God Almighty or isn't He? Do you remember that old saying, he's the Lord of all or not at all? We need to get our focus right, to get our vision in the right place, to see him and how big he is, to begin to see us in him and realize we are his masterpiece made to do good works that he already prepared for us to do. Wouldn't it be cool if we're in a supermarket and someone there needs to be healed. And God's looking around and said, I'll send a Kevin. And he says to Kevin, get on over there, pray for that dude. And of course, Kevin goes, I'm on it, God. <laughs> but how many times does God set something in our spirit and we think, I can't do that. Guess what? He knows you can't do it. He just says, I'm gonna let you be there when I do. 
start to see people in the perspective that God does. God desperately loves the broken. Did you know that? Everybody you see in the supermarket, rich, poor, educated, uneducated, makes no difference. God is passionately in love with them. But if we see them the way God does, do you know what that does to us? It removes the problem and we see the person. Because you know, sometimes we just don't go up to people because we go, I'm sorry, they're a bit weird. I can't do that, God. They smell bad. They don't talk the way I do. <gasps> they swore. Ooh. What if you saw the person underneath that God desperately loved? I think that would transform, wouldn't it? What if we begin to see sickness as something that is plaguing someone precious and we begin to fight? Do you know in Genesis, there's this beautiful line and I love it. It says, oh, and he made the stars also. It's not bad, is it? Oh, and he made the universe. Just as a side note. Because you know, I used to come to prayer and I would say, oh God, if it, did you hear that? If. I know who God is. He's told me time and time again in his word that he loves people. He desires their freedom. He's passionate about who they are. Because Luke 1, 47, nothing is impossible for him. Numbers 14, 11, stop treating God with contempt, start believing in him. Psalm 78, 41, stop limiting the Holy One. That one caught me by surprise. I thought, how can I limit the King? It's because I have a free will to say no. It's a stupid thing that I do when I say no but I have the free will to not walk in it. See, I wonder what would happen if we changed our confession. What comes out of our mouth from negative to positive, from doubt to faith, to step up and say, I know my God can. I know my God will. Because when we start engaging with people and do, do that, isn't there a fire? that starts to rise up within you. A realization that my God is bigger than this. My God is bigger than disease. My God is bigger than any demon. My God is bigger than any problem. I don't think it comes out of our mouth enough of who God is. And begin to change your spirit as I said, I got pudgy around the middle, but I'm a pudgy in the spirit. I don't know where the weakness came from, but I started to sit in it. And you know, at camp, I got this realization, I was feeling sick about where I was at because I wanna be strong to change my spirit from one of weakness to one of strength. One that's not scared to fight. 
Not scared to put the power of God against the power of the enemy. Not scared to pray for the sick. Do you know, I went to Fiji. I don't recommend this, but ignorance is bliss sometimes. I go into this hospital. All of you in the medical profession, please turn off now and don't listen. But I walk into this hospital and I'm with this evangelist. And he says, oh, pastor, he says, you you can go and pray for some. And I went and prayed for some and I walked through and walked through and found this room at the end. So I just walked in there and started praying for these people. And I walked out, he goes, oh, pastor, you're a man of great faith. Why? Oh, that's the infectious diseases unit. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Ah, Sometimes circumstances are way beyond you, aren't they? It was quite staggering though what happened in that unit. There was a man that was struggling and he was tormented. And he was writhing all over the bed. And I just prayed for him and asked for God's peace. And you know what? He became completely still and he passed away. God does amazing things, incredible things. I wonder if we can cultivate a spirit that's gonna fight, one that will actually go against what's expected of us by society. And instead to have a heart that engages with the broken wherever they're at. No matter what they sound like, no matter if they swear, no matter if they spit on us. What will it take? Who do you fight for? Because the time we really get into God is when something goes wrong in our immediate circle, don't we? What if our immediate circle is the Sunshine Coast? What if we began to fight for it? What if we got one of them youth kids and said, lay your hands on here because I want me some of that? Because you know what they're doing this week, eh? They've been out in their schools praying for people. Hostile environment or what? But they know they're God. That sort of fight is what will change our nation in every workplace into the type of spirit that will do the job. Joel 3.9 says, let all the fighting men draw near. Something about fight and connection to who God is. Being bonded to Him. The most powerful thing that you can do in the fight is your quiet time in the morning or the night, whenever you have it. The most important thing you can do is that connection with God because that's what stokes the fire. Build into a great Christian marriage, that's warfare as well. Begin to influence your entire neighbourhood for Jesus. Get into your neighbours' lives. If you don't know their name, you should. We're getting new neighbours in a couple of weeks. Yes. We've already ministered to the old ones. We want some new ones. Have a listen to this. There's these people in the past, and these are some of my heroes of the faith, okay? Joshua and Caleb. Do you remember when they said, everybody else said, you can't go into the promised land? They said, let's go take it. 
Because of one reason and one reason only, God had said. So nothing else mattered. John Wesley, young man who turned a third of his nation to the Lord. George Whitfield, who started preaching when he was 21, by the time he was 25, he was preaching to crowds of 30,000 people. Charles Finney, who led over half a million people to the Lord with 80% staying strong in their faith. D.L. Moody, he was told he was a rubbish speaker, go down the road and talk to those street kids. He wasn't even allowed in a Bible college, did you know that? It's estimated he's led one and a half million people to Christ and has his own Bible college. I think that's funny. Evan Roberts, who at 26 years of age turned Wales upside down for Christ, leading tens of thousands to Christ. Smith Wigglesworth, uneducated plumber, who became an apostle of faith, raising three people from the dead. They're just the ones that were documented. And I look at them and we might go, yeah, but they're all just like heroes of the faith. Do you know what? They had to start somewhere, didn't they? There was a moment before they saw that, before the one and a half million, before the crowds of 30,000, before the raising from the dead. What if today is your moment? Is your moment to say, God, do it again. Let us see miracles. Because these people, they're warriors, not wimps. They're full of, full of fight, not feelings. Even against the feelings, in spite of the feelings, even contrary to the feelings at times, I'm sure. Men and women whose weakness was turned to strength and who became powerful. I'm preaching as much to me as I am to you this morning, I tell you. Because my heart's cry is for fire in my bones that won't go out until we see the awesome power of God in this place. When you've tasted revival, there's a longing that nothing else satisfies. There's a longing to see God move again, to see hundreds come to faith, to see seemingly impossible things start to happen but you know, before the impossible, something changed. Where God's people said, I want that. Please, Lord, let it happen again. Listen to this. I will build my church and the gates of Hades, the power of the internal region shall not overpower it or be strong to its detriment or hold out against it. That's from the Amplified Bible. This is the heritage of you. This is the heritage of all who believe that the gates of hell will not prevail against the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. No weapon formed against us prospers. But we have a hand in this to step up. To step up and say, here I am, Lord, take me, use me, help me get my focus in the right place so I can see the power of God. 
because we look and think miracles are the spectacular. What if that was always supposed to be our everyday life? What if we were supposed to see that most days? What will you fight for this morning? Can I get the worship team to come and join me, please? Will you begin to fight for that? To transform what matters most, it's here. A heart on fire for God connected to Him like never before. Because this morning we fight from victory, not for it, don't we? We know that the cross, it was a defeat against the forces of darkness, the victory of the Lord Jesus Christ. So what does that mean to you? And what does that look like? Because God's kingdom having gone forth never returns void, empty or defeated. God fulfills His purpose, accomplishes His goal. And that's what will change the Sunshine Coast. That's what will change our nation. If you need to find a young person that's been to camp and say, would you lay hands on me? I need some of that. Because the power of God is not hiding from you. The goodness of God is not hiding from you. He says, all that I am, come and lay hold of. Because I want all of you. Joel chapter two, verse two. It says, like a dawn spreading across the mountains, a large and mighty army comes, such as never was of old or never will be in ages to come. Before them fire devours, behind them a flame blazes like a crackling fire, consuming stubble like a mighty army drawn up for battle. At the sight of them, nations are in anguish. Faces turn pale. They charge like warriors. They scale the walls. They all march in line, not swerving from their course. They don't jostle each other. Each marches straight ahead. They plunge through defences without breaking ranks. They rush on cities. They run along the walls. Before them, the earth shakes. The sky trembles. The sun and moon are darkened and the stars no longer shine. The Lord thunders at the head of His army. His forces are beyond number and mighty are those who obey His command. Oh, if only that was a description of us. Hey? Do you imagine what we would see? How that would change us? What it would do for relationships? As I was praying this morning, the Lord said to me, Church, I invite you closer into a closeness that will bring the very fire of God into your bones, that will transform your spirit into one of fight, that will release within you the gifts of the Holy Spirit and that will transform you so you will never be the same again. And you know what God said to me at that point? Neil, is that what you want? I want to invite you this morning, if that's what you want, to stand. But before you stand, just know that if you stand, God sees it.
And he goes, okay, gotcha. So I wanna invite you this morning, if that's what you want, please stand. Father, we know you are almighty God, that there is none like you. Lord, I pray, transform us into your likeness. Fill us afresh with your Holy Spirit. Let your freedom flow in this place. Lord, I pray, break down every stronghold, everything of resistance, Lord, separate these people for the purposes of God. Lord, I pray, fill them with your Holy Spirit. Lord, give them freedom to walk in all the fullness of who you are. Holy Spirit, baptize them afresh in Jesus' name. Give us a closeness to you that cannot be broken. I pray and declare this, that this is the church that the gates of hell will not prevail against. In Jesus' awesome name, amen.